Engaging Leader, Episode 181, The Art and Science of Workforce Communication, featuring Lori Barnes. Leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. We've often mentioned on this show that you can't achieve your potential as a leader or as an organization without practicing effective communication. We're going to unpack that today. And to help me do that is my fellow co-founder of Workforce Communication, Lori Barnes. Lori, welcome to the show. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Lori, for many, many episodes, our listeners have been hearing uh, us talk about how this podcast is brought to them by Aspendale Communications. And we're excited to announce that we are rebranding Aspendale as Workforce Communication. And we're also expanding our team to be more nimble, responsive, and creative for clients. And so on this episode, we're going to talk about what that term workforce communication means, both what it means as the name of our company, but just what does it mean to leaders, why workforce communication as a concept is important in their business. Now, this new name that we chose better reflects the focus that we've always had. Yep, it does. And we've tested it with the people that we work with and talk with every day, CEOs, HR executives, other business leaders. And when we say workforce communication, they immediately get it. Uh, I know what we're talking about. It captures the mission of what we're trying to do to use the power of communication to help organizations enhance the well-being and performance of their people. And people in business get that. And we specifically emphasize both well-being, the well-being of their workforce, as well as the performance of their team, uh, actually delivering business results. We, we find over and over again that those are both important. And all of the, the best companies in the world have discovered the same thing, that they can't just focus on one or the other, that they need to achieve both in order to accomplish the purpose of their organization. Yeah, and data shows that that's true. There's a study that was done by Willis Towers Watson that indicates that organizations that do effective communications and change management are about three and a half times more likely to significantly outperform their peers that don't do that communications. They can better attract top people, have better engagement of their workforce and their employees, and achieve the superior bottom line that we're talking about. So I want to get more into what workforce communication is, but I I just want to take a minute to just introduce a little bit more about you, Lori, personally, because this is the first time you've been on the Engaging Leader podcast. You have more than 30 years in this field. In fact, um, you were the person that introduced me to the field back when I was a whippersnapper. You taught me everything I know. And I'm not the only one that thinks that you're... uh, a big deal. <laughs> you've been oh, thank you. <laughs> you've been a successful communication executive for a long time, uh, always known for out of the box thinking, and you've been uh, a leader. You've had leadership positions at three large global consulting firms: uh, Willis Towson, Willis Towers Watson, who we just uh, quoted some research from, as well as Deloitte and Mercer. And uh, so you and I 
worked on, off and on throughout my career anyway, f- um, which is now almost 25 years strong that we've been that we've been working together off and on for a long time. And of course, we've been working together much more formally uh, for the last several years uh, with workforce communication. Yeah, we have. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you on the show. It's fun. It's fun to have you. Uh, you and I always have a good time. Uh, learning from each other and teasing each other, and hopefully that'll come out on on today's uh, uh, episode as uh, our listeners get to know us a little more. All right, nope, not too personal though. <laughs> we do don't, we do know way too much about each other, uh, and we could do. really do some damage, embarrassing each other in public. <laughs> but what that means is we know how to work effectively together too. So there's right. there's value in it. Oh, and our, I mean, one thing our listeners might be interested in knowing is that you were actually at my wedding when Aaron and I got married 24 years ago. Holy cow. Holy cow. Yes. I'll never forget the day. It was kind of hot that day, I think. It was, it was sweltering hot. Yes. So let's talk about what workforce communication is, uh, defining it a little bit. I'd like to just start out by saying what it's not. It's not about transmitting information. It's about listening to the people in the organization, using key principles to grab attention, uh, inspire trust and nudge behaviors of that workforce so that they can deliver the results that matter, the, the results that the organization's looking for. And it happens all within this, the crazy complexities, as we say, of the human organization. Yeah, so when we're like in marketing speak and using jargon and we're going to say things about how we're engaging employees and we're uh, influencing behaviors, driving driving action and so forth. But I like the human language that you put that in about, you know, we're grabbing attention, we're inspiring trust, we're nudging people along. Um, we're, we're involving people, we're listening to them, we're, we're doing human things in, in ways that can help all these human people come together toward a common shared purpose. Yeah. I mean, you know, let, let's think about, if you think about the organization as like a, an organism, there's, it's there for a purpose. And so it's, it's important, I think, that we help organizations communicate to their workforce in the context of what they, where they come to work every day. Um, and that, that, becomes really important to kind of get that across. And a lot of organizations don't think about it that way. Yeah, and sometimes it's formal communication. And this is what clients often think about when they call us and say, help us, is to help them create and implement some kind of formal communication to maybe introduce a big change organization-wide, for example. But... Workforce communication also involves just those day-to-day, casual, um, but intentional communications that should be happening between leadership and the workforce. One thing I like to point out a lot is that learning and practicing these principles of effective communication, it's good business sense. It can help you become a better leader and a more successful business person. But I like to think that it can also help us become a better person overall. You know, you said, when I said it's not just about transmitting information, you said, no, that's right. It's about listening, too. It starts with listening. And that's just one of those key 
principles of being a good human being that it works. It is true. Like we were given, we have two ears and one mouth for a very good reason. We should be um, listening twice as, as much as we are talking. And I, I need to do a better job of that myself. But there are just so many principles that we follow on a day-to-day basis in this, in this um, discipline of workforce communication that really comes down to just being a better human being. And learning them and practicing them, I think, is uh, it just it, it, it increases my well-being and happiness, my personal well-being and happiness because of that. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think part of that, the other side, if you will, or another component of that communication is the, you know, what we say. To me, that is almost paramount to what we're helping organizations do when we work with them. How do they say what it is they need to say? And what's specifically the words that they use, the hard stuff that you need to say, not just the factual stuff or not just the easy stuff, but, you know, what's maybe the downside? What's the challenge? Why are we doing it? What's the organization going to get out of this? What are you as individuals going to get out of this? That messaging to me is the other part of that communication transaction, if you will, that number one, it's important for us as humans as we communicate to do that well, but it's also critical for organizations to do that well and to to repeat it, to do it well and consistently time and time again so that the people in the workforce start to understand it and and consistently get the same message. Yeah, and when when we're asked to help an organization develop a communication strategy, we usually one of the very first things we do is is help them think through their key messages. What what are what what are these core message messages that they are going to need to be saying to their workforce? And uh, a big part of that is reflection. It, it's you know you're in, we're intentional about it, so we're mm-hmm. helping them think ahead of time and reflect on it. And again, that's part of being a good human being, too. I mean, it helps in life if you spend a little bit of time reflecting about what you're going to say to people. Not that you're always like spin doctoring yourself, but just having some proactivity about what, what's helpful to people. And um, what did I say in the past that maybe didn't quite work? And how do I, can I improve on that? And that's that process of shaping key messages. And a lot of for a lot of um, leaders, it's it's a new thing for them to learn to to be intentional about that, to plan key messages, and then to reiterate them and reinforce them and have some consistency so that employees aren't just hearing something brand new every single day. Right, right. Um, one of my favorite stories about one of my clients in the last couple of years, um, I was working with the talent management director at Harley Davidson. And this whole idea of thinking about the messages up front was a little new for her. And the process was like this. You know, I talked with her and a bunch of stakeholders and gathered information. And then I wrote a draft. And then we we called it the pink pen exercise because (laughs) I had had given her a pink pen um, because I don't use just black or blue pens. And um, she wrote all over it. And she um, said, oh, we can't use that word here. We need to use this word. And she herself became 
you know, we realized that she herself was an amazing, um, you know, message writer because she was very automatically thoughtful about the words that she used. And so the pink pen exercise Hmm. turned into the message platform that ended up being the message platform for their talent management transformation. And, um, at, you know, eventually after several back and forths with the pink pen, you know, she admittedly said, you know, this has been a game changer for what it is we're going to do with this communications. And because I've discovered that there's power in having the entire leadership team saying the same things over and over again, um, consistently, time and time again, and the alignment that 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 builds for, you know, this um, initiative that we're trying to implement. And so it really made a huge difference. That's a good story. So you mentioned talent management, and and that's one of the topics that falls in this realm of workforce communication. And I think it's maybe appropriate for our listeners to understand uh, what workforce is in relationship with corporate communication, because workforce communication is a specialized focus within Corpcom. Can you help us understand the what's what's the difference between those two? Well, with the help of Wikipedia, I can. <laughs> Just to kind of put some formality to the definition, and I'm sure all of the people out there who actually do corporate communications are, as their career would probably have all kinds of nuances and ads and takeaways from this. But in general, corporate communications involves managing, orchestrating, if you will, all the internal and external communications messages aimed at creating the point of view, you know, that's intended for the stakeholders. Um, so, you know, what's what's the point of view that we're sharing with any given internal, external stakeholders and how does that all tie together um, and how do we deliver it? Does that make sense? Yeah, so it's it's this it's both internal like employees, et cetera, and external like customers, mm-hmm. communications, so media, media, communities, investors. Yeah, and it's you know argue it's arguable what the what the purpose is, but at least according to Wikipedia, the purpose is creating a favorable point of view among those people, and and we we probably wouldn't disagree with what Wikipedia says on that. No, that's. Spin doctors, a, so <laughs> it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable basic definition. Yeah, so a, a cynical person might say that uh, corporate communication is about being spin doctors. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel that way. I mean, I think some people come at it that way, but I think it's about truth hmm. and transparency and honesty and representing the real culture. Um, you know, when you are not even as a human being, when you're not re- representing your true self. You know, you get caught in it. You know, it's hard to unwind from something like that. And so, you know, in in business and in my work and in our work, I think it's important to think about, you know, those same tenets about honesty, transparency, truth, facts. Mm -hmm. I think those things are important. Yeah, that's well said. Okay, so how is workforce communication different? Well, workforce communication to us is the internal stakeholders. So uh, historically, it may have been called internal communication or employee communication. Um, But I think the term workforce 
is a little bit more inclusive because we don't think about it just in terms of talking to employees or communicating to employees. We think about it in terms of all the internal stakeholders, so employees, frontline managers, leaders, regardless of their role, executives, even board members, family members, community. You know, there's a community component to the workforce as well. So I think we look at it holistically that way and using the the tools of communication, if you will, to create, I would still say, that point of view of the organization that is focused on engaging people, inspiring trust and credibility, um, driving action. Like we said before, driving the bottom line, what it is this business, this organization is in business to do and helping them do it well and meet their goals. Well, that's good. That's a good definition. Now there's, we mentioned talent management earlier. There's a lot of topics that fall under workforce communication. It includes all of the human resources topics as well as other areas related to talent and performance. So thought, let's just kind of summarize uh, the, what the main topics are that, uh, it's that the, the discipline of workforce communication tackles. I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think it's broad, and so we have it categorized in into these uh, the following categories. But I I think you could you know mix and match and move things around, and there's probably a couple of other categories as well. You know, certainly the whole employment branding, employer branding, onboarding, recruiting, kind of fits within that. Uh, employee engagement, talent management, like we've mentioned. Culture shaping, communications that would maybe involve mission, vision, values, uh, diversity and inclusion, things like that. Well-being, compensation and benefits, kind of the black and white stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Change, so organizational merger, acquisition, uh, business transformations, such as, you know, outsourcing a subset of your organization or implementing new process or technology tools, those kind of things would fall in that category. Yeah, like, uh, for example, um, continuous improvement. Sure. Programs like Lean or paper-free transformations. Yep, yep. Um, And then I guess the last one that we have on our list is also really diverse and... Um, broad in my mind anyway, Uh, leadership or leadership development that has a whole spectrum from, you know, formal development of leaders and people in leadership roles. Um, But it's also everything down to how leaders communicate on a day-to-day basis. I think you mentioned that earlier. Um, What job-related messages do they have to send? Um, just the whole interpersonal component of, you know, checking in with people every day and confirming their understanding about what it is they do and how that um, translates into business success for the organization. Um, All of those things fit under that leadership communication bucket in my mind. Yeah, exactly. And that, that would include, too, like coaching um, mentoring, uh, a lot of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. 
there's a little bit of a crossover between what's leadership and what's communication, and we could certainly debate that. But it's being a good leader requires good communication, and um, whether you call it, whether you, you say coaching is part of leading or communicating, it needs it doesn't matter. It just needs to happen, and it needs to be done well. Right. Agreed. So we've been talking about this field of workforce communication, and our company is called Workforce Communication with a capital W and a capital C. And so if we just can talk a little bit about our company, and um, it I think helps explain why we would say the, the discipline of workforce communication is both an art and a science, that there's some of the stuff that we do that helps clients is bringing uh, the scientific background from fields like behavioral science and the science of influence, but also just the art that uh, comes from good graphics, good visuals, uh, good word crafting. And uh, so sometimes we're helping facilitate some things that just bring the client's own vision to life but uh but also there are there's just some uh, help in having the the uh, the right art bringing the right art to bear whether that's the art in terms of words or visuals style or or any other aspects of that so our team is made up of not just consultants like Lori and I but and, and others but also creatives uh we're we're a team of consultants and creatives and we, our whole purpose is what Lori mentioned earlier, that we're using, we're people that are passionate about using the power of communication. And it's, for us, it's all about helping organizations make a difference in the well-being and performance of their people. So we like to say we're fun people, we do cool work, and we deliver real results. Um, and, you know, that kind of comes in the form of a handful of categories as we've kind of divided it up, if you will. So if you think about consulting, what does that mean? You know, providing advice, coaching about how to, you know, create the strategy, doing an audit, assessing what the current state is and what's going to work in your environment. That includes listening, measurement, focus groups, surveys, things like that. Consulting includes the actual development of the strategy, the implementation plan, project management that helps make all of that happen. That's, you know, that's all consulting and how we think about it. So the the second bucket of services that we offer besides consulting is development and implementation. And that really gets to the heart of the the art and science behind workforce communication. So if clients need us to in implementing their strategy, if they need us to, to provide writing, we have, we have excellent writers um, and excellent editors and proofreaders. And we have world-class graphic designers and we provide training services. We develop websites and apps and we um, produce videos. And we do all that type of development and implementation through a, a wide variety of channels, what we would call communication channels or multi, multi types of media. And so we do things that are online. We help clients communicate face to face. We can help design games and that whole field of gamification as a strategy. Uh, we can do interactive communications. Mobile communications are super 
powerful uh, currently. And but but print still has a a big role too. Very often, very effective in, in in catching people's attention and providing certain types of information. And whether that's posters or banners or brochures or more lengthy technical writing type things, we help with all those um, and everything in between. Big, short, big, um, straightforward, fancy, creative, uh, all those different types of communication channels. We, we bring those to bear in ways that accomplish the, what's, what's needed to make the, deliver the impact that the, the client needs. Also, a couple of other categories that are kind of aligned with the consulting kind of bucket, workshops and presentations, or leading a seminar or workshop um, that kind of helps people understand a change and get ready to take action or do something different or learn a new way of doing something or a new system or technology or something like that. Cross-generational communication, how do we customize the message or the delivery of certain messages to address a variety of generations in the workforce? Not one size fits all. And that's one of the biggest challenges in our work, I think, getting people's attention in, in our current environment where there's so much information out there. Creating a culture of health, so a presentation about how to manage your health differently or things that you can do to help yourself be healthier. Mobile engagement, as Jesse kind of talked about, how do we, how can we use those technology tools to actually get workforce messages out? And we've had quite a bit of success there. Um, Coaching is another bucket. And I would say that, you know, Jesse and I and other colleagues do a fair amount of this. We do a fair amount of it just as a part of our consulting, but we also have assignments that are all about coaching. Um, helping that executive or an executive be a better personal communicator in one-on-one or in a group, um, coaching them to make um, engaging presentations or how to convey messages to the workforce that make sense, translate to their employees' understanding of, you know, the business and aren't intimidating. Um, Coaching a new leader in a new role, um, coaching or providing skill development, communication skill development. Um, I've worked with an organization where it was a communications organization, actually a communication function within the organization and their jobs changed and they all of a sudden went from reporters to consultants and that required a whole new set of skills to, to work, to do their work differently. And so we help them develop um, a competency model to do that. Uh, employee engagement is another big topic that we are um, so almost always in the back of the mind of organizations as they communicate. Very good. So as we wrap up, I want to just share a few resources for listeners. One is we, we mentioned several areas within workforce communication within that discipline. And I want to just, I want to let folks know that on our website, we have some models and frameworks that can 
help you right off the bat, whether you hire us or not. Uh, we have different models uh, that you can certainly borrow from about how to create a communication strategy, how to develop, um, um, how to select and craft key messages. So all sorts of different models um, for uh, communication, for behavioral science, um, lots of lots of models that are available on our website. And so we'll put a link to that in our show notes. But if you go to our, our website, um, workforcecommunication.com, and uh, click on um, the link, the button that says inspiration, and then you'll see a link on the side that says models and frameworks. And that'll take you to all sorts of cool stuff. And then I want to, well, um, Encourage folks to get in touch with Lori and uh, get to know her more. She both serves as a talent leader inside our organization, but she's also a creative strategist for clients. So you're welcome to get in touch with her directly. And we'll put um, her contact information and her LinkedIn profile on our show notes for this episode. And you can find that, as always, on our uh, podcast website, engagingleader.com. Lori Barnes, thanks for joining us on the Engaging Leader podcast, and we're looking forward to having you back soon. Thanks, Jesse. It's been fun. I can't believe it's taken uh, this many years to get together on the program. <laughs> Likewise. All right, Engagers, that wraps up this episode. Our thanks to Cecily Leahy, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, JJ Leahy, our social media guru, Rick Tarrant, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers. Engagers.